Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Sorry, I can't come to the phone right now, but leave me a message. You're listening to AMS Unfiltered. What's up, you guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of AMS Unfiltered with me, Amber. I cannot believe we are five days away from Christmas. Like, who let that happen? I just want to talk. I don't feel in the Christmas spirit this year, guys. I need help. It's so close to being Christmas. Right now, I am sitting here next to my tree in my office. I have a merry and bright Christmas candle burning. I got some coffee. Life is good, but just for some reason, I am not in the Christmas spirit this year, and I don't know why. It's really making me sad because I love Christmas, and this year, I'm just not getting into it, and it's really hurting my soul. But I hope you guys are all having an amazing holiday season, whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, anything, all of the above. I hope you're having a wonderful time with your family or alone or with any of your loved ones. Whatever you're doing, I just hope you're having fun and I hope you're happy. But for today's episode, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what it's like being in the last generation that grew up before social media and the internet. And I thought that could be kind of interesting because a lot of my audience is younger and then a good part of my audience is my age and older. Like, you know what I mean? There's a good kind of ratio there between people my age and before me that grew up with no internet, no social media, and then people after me who only grew up knowing the internet and knowing social media. And it's crazy because you know, some of my best friends are like 19, 20, and I'm 25. So there's quite a gap there. Like my sisters are 21. There are all different ages and we'll be talking about different things. And like, for me, something that was prevalent when I was a teenager might not have been prevalent when Timmy or Chance were a teenager. You know what I mean? Like they might be like, oh my God, well, this is how I resonate with my teens. Like it's just kind of funny seeing all the different perspectives of people and especially the people in my life. It just made me think, I don't know, this could be a very interesting topic to discuss today. And why not on a Monday dive deep and let's just think back to what it was like growing up in the late 1990s slash early 2000s. It was very interesting. Things were very different. So I guess to start off, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, first of all, just growing up, there was no, like, it's just weird to remember going back as a kid and thinking, waking up in the morning and the first thing I did was definitely not check my phone. There was no phone in existence. (laughs) There was just a landline that we had. There was no cell phone. I'm trying to think what I would do when I woke up in the morning as a kid. I'd pretty much just wake up and go probably try to find some food, probably bother the twins whenever they woke up, which Maddie and Morgan, my sisters, they're twins. When I was younger, we always called them the twins, which I try not to call them that anymore. That just like came out of nowhere because I'm thinking about the past. But yeah, I used to go wake up Maddie and Morgan and um, play with them. And before the internet, I mean, all we did was play with Bratz dolls, My Little Pony. We weren't really Barbie girls. We had like a couple Barbies, but we were mostly Bratz girls. Like we would play with Bratz every day of life. We would play house like we would all just pretend to be a family and pretend like we weren't a family but we would all just like act I don't know like we'd have kids and we'd have husbands and like we worked and you know like we'd play house we'd have a little house simulation situation thing going on oh my god speaking of simulation when computers did become a thing 
which was probably, I think I got my first computer. I don't know. I'm going to guess and say like nine years old. I think around like nine years old, I got my first computer. And let me paint the picture for you guys. If you're someone who did not see these things in person, this computer screen, oh my God, it was massive. It was like a TV, like just the computer screen alone, like the desktop computer screen was like the size of a freaking TV. It was so huge. The size of a microwave, actually, because TVs nowadays are like pretty sleek and small. This computer screen was literally the size of a microwave. I'm not even kidding. And then it had a tower, which is what powered the computer screen. Like you would connect this tall tower device to your computer screen. It was just the most massive piece of technology I think I've ever seen. OG computers, Google a picture of it if you guys are not sure what I'm talking about. I already know people who are my age and older than me have already mentioned this when I was trying to describe the lava lamp in my Christmas wish list episode, but I already know there are people cringing trying to listen to me describe an old school computer, but like you'd be so surprised. The reason I'm even making this episode today is to bring to your attention the fact that there are children growing up right now that will have no idea what that even is. Like they will not know what an old computer looked like. They only know what these sleek little Apple devices look like. And it's just crazy. It's the difference is just crazy. So that's why I wanted to talk about this today. Anyway, I'm so all over the place this morning. So when I did get my first computer, I was obsessed with Sims. I don't know if you guys still play Sims, but I played all the way back when like Sims first came out and it was just Sims 1. Like there was no, now it's like Sims 5 or whatever. I don't even know. But my grandfather played Sims a lot. I just remember him playing Sims and I was like, this is so interesting. And basically, if you've never played Sims, it's a giant simulation that you control where you create a family and you can build houses and you can build a community. And I think it's really nice if you're into like construction and engineering, especially that young. I was like very into the whole like process of creating a house and building a house and building the community. It was really fun. And then I kept going onto Sims 2, Sims 3, and I never really played Sims 4, but... I definitely loved Sims. That was a huge part of my intro to technology. It was such a fun game and it was kind of like a productive one too. It wasn't like I was just chilling there, like killing my brain as a child. Like I was actually kind of using it for good in Sims. Like it was kind of nice to learn about managing money because in Sims, you were obviously like you had to go get a job and make money. So just as a kid, I felt like that game was something kind of realistic that got me ready for my future, which was kind of cool. Aside from the big ginormous computer, another thing that was different back then compared to now is Wi-Fi, wireless internet. I remember when I was younger, I would always go over my cousin Haley's house and that is where I would go to have the fun. I love you, mom, if you're listening, but I would always go over my cousin Haley's house for the fun. Let me just tell you, I would go over there and we would go on the computer all night long. Okay, let me tell you what our little ritual was. So we'd go on the computer and first thing we would do is go on AIM. Some people called it AIM. Some people called it AIM. AIM stands for AOL Instant Messenger. So AOL, you guys know, like a lot of you guys probably have AOL mail or whatever. Back then, AOL had an instant messenger, like iMessage, like Facebook Messenger, instant messages. Back then was something that was not as common. Like when you, I don't even think text messages were a thing yet. I don't know. I'm really not sure. But instant messenger was a thing. 
It was the coolest shit ever. Like if you were not on there and had some weird ass username, I don't know where you were. I had a couple of usernames on AIM, but one of my most used slash like I still have the email for it to this day was XOAmber22X3. That was my username on AIM. I think I had three R's, XOAmber with three R's, 22X3. And the meaning behind this is because, of course, like everyone would put XO on everything, like hugs and kisses, you know, that was just the thing. And then my name and then the 22 was in reference to Hollister, which was another thing that was so huge back in the day. I think Hollister is making a comeback, which good for them. But back in the day, Hollister was everything. So I had to throw that 22 in my username and then X3. That was like how we used to make a heart. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. We were weird, but... Me and Haley used to go on AIM first and we would chat with everybody after school because, you know, like usually I'd go over there around dinner time. So school was over, like it was time to just get into the tea. Then we would go on MySpace, which MySpace is probably comparative to Facebook and Instagram, a place where you had a profile that you could customize and make your own. You could post pictures on there. You could post all kinds of content. I think you could share like memes or whatever. I don't know what we called them back then. They definitely weren't called memes back then. But I remember you could put like a song when you would go to your MySpace profile. It was just so funny going to everybody's different profile. It was weird because on MySpace, it wasn't like you just went in and kind of like edited your profile with pre-selective things like backgrounds, aesthetics. Like it wasn't like that. You legitimately had to go in and code your own profile. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go search up a YouTube video showing you what MySpace was like back in the day. I wonder if there's a video on that because MySpace was a whole era. Like I'm honestly really sad that the MySpace era didn't last longer. Maybe it's probably better it didn't, but like, oh my God, it just was a whole nother world. Like nothing to this day that I've ever been on compares to MySpace. So we would go on there. And in fact, I at the time was probably like, I don't know, 12. And Haley was probably like 13 or 14. I don't know. I was not supposed to have a MySpace. My mom did not want me to have any social media really, except for AOL Instant Messenger because she had one and it's like pretty harmless. You kind of have to add friends on there in order to chat with people. I don't think you could just chat with random strangers. So my mom did not want me having a MySpace. So Haley naturally was like, let's make you a MySpace, right? So I'm like, yes. So I would only go on it when I went over Haley's house. And another thing about the internet, I, I meant to say this earlier and got sidetracked. So we now nowadays have Wi-Fi, wireless internet. Back then, we did not. Haley had dial-up. We At my house, we had something different because my dad like worked for the phone company, so we had something different at home. I don't remember what it was, but Haley had dial-up where it was like your internet service was connected also with your phone service, I'm pretty sure. So anytime the phone would ring, the computer would stop working, like the internet would not work. So me and Haley would be all into it on MySpace or like whatever we were on at the time, and the internet would go out. And we'd be like, what the hell? Like, or we'd hear the phone ringing and we'd be like, oh my God, like, come on, we're trying to play our game. It was just crazy. The difference between everything nowadays being so instant and like instantly at your fingertips, whereas back then it wasn't. And it was such a luxury to us to go online at the end of the week. You know, like when I would go over her house on the weekends, like it would be such a luxury to go on the computer and just go surfing on the internet, go on Tumblr, go on, you know, whatever. I'm trying to think of what else we did back then. MySpace was huge though. And then eventually once MySpace started dying out, 
Facebook came into play. And I remember I made a Facebook, I think around like 2007 or 2008. Then eventually MySpace kind of died out. They they did the whole thing like Facebook's doing now, where I think they just tried to be something they were not. Like MySpace tried to update itself and it changed from what it was. And I think that's when it lost its audience. And then everyone kind of moved over to Facebook, which I don't know if you guys know this, but Facebook was originally made as like a college networking group. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken. And it used to mostly just be college kids on there. And then eventually parents got on there. Like I remember when my mom finally got on Facebook. It was just so different back then. It makes me scared to raise kids in this world because I want my kids to be able to just go outside like me and my sisters did and every single day just go out and play until literally the sun goes down and until it's dinner time and until my parents are like come on you gotta come inside you're gonna get eaten alive by bugs like we would literally be outside all day long we would be running around the neighborhood with our neighbors we would be out just doing anything like there was just nothing that we wouldn't do I feel like there was just no fear and nowadays there's just so much fear in everything there's so much lurking around every corner like you can never be too careful and just thinking nowadays about kids just running free all over the place it's obviously a lot more scary but we did some wild things back then I mean it's just crazy to me to think that there was a time when I woke up and didn't have my phone if we didn't know the answer to something or if we were like hmm I wonder who directed that movie it wasn't as simple as just pulling out your phone and instantly having the answer. We would have to ask somebody, see if they knew. If not, you know, go to an encyclopedia or a dictionary or something like that, like some sort of book to find your information or a newspaper or a magazine. Like there was all print media, whereas now it's all social media and it's all instant. I think it definitely has its pros and its cons. Obviously, I love the internet. I love social media because it's helping me get to where I want to be in my career. It's a really good way to get yourself out there, especially if you have any desire to be in the entertainment industry. It's obviously a great way to get yourself out there for that. But not only just entertainment, I mean any industry you can think of that you want to be a part of, just starting out and posting yourself on social media, posting your craft, posting your talent, whatever it might be, you never know what reach you're going to get on that particular video or post and you have the ability to literally change your life overnight. Which, I mean, you always had, I guess, back in the day, but social media just makes it that much more instant. That's just it. It's just now it's instant. Another thing I kind of wanted to talk about was cell phones. And my first cell phone compared to what somebody's first cell phone might be today. Today, somebody gets a whole freaking computer in the palm of their hand as a cell phone. Whereas some of the first cell phones that I ever saw growing up were my parents had a bag phone when I was really young and I don't even remember it enough to describe it to you guys but it's exactly like what it sounds like it was just this giant phone that you carried like a bag and carried with you everywhere it was like the first cell phone but it was enormous my first phone was just a normal flip phone I got it when I was 10 years old and the reason that I got a cell phone so young was because I babysat my sisters I'm the older sibling so naturally as the older sibling it is your job to be the babysitter of your little siblings if you know you know shout out to all my big siblings out there so my parents were like you know what since you are babysitting Maddie and Morgan we will buy you a cell phone but it's only for emergency that's it. So I would bring it with me to school. So that way after school, when I would go to my sister's school and get them from the bus and walk them home, my parents liked me having a cell phone just so I could call them and be like, all right, like I just got the twins from school. Now we're going home just so that they could kind of stay in the loop. And like I said, it was a very basic phone. There was no internet on the phone yet. You could 
play games and like browse certain parts of the internet on your phone. Like it was very, very limited, but it cost a lot of money to go on the internet on your phone back then was so much money. Oh my God. Like my dad would have killed me if I ever went on and racked up any debt from using the internet, (laughs) but you could send text messages, but mind you think about holding your house phone in your hand where it just has the number keypad with like the little letters on there too. Imagine just typing on that. We didn't have a full keyboard. You legitimately had the numeric keyboard that you had to type. If you wanted the letter B, you had to hit what? I think the two twice. It just was insane. You had to go and type every single letter. And now we have iPhones where, like I said, it's literally a computer in the palm of your hand. After the flip phone, my next phone that I probably got, you know, for a birthday, one of the upcoming years, was the LG chocolate phone. If you had this phone, tell me it was not the coolest phone ever at the time. I mean, there were cooler ones like the Sidekick, which was a phone that was so high-tech for us. The screen flipped up like you just, I can't even describe it. Like you would flip the screen up and it was just the coolest high-tech phone ever. And then it had a full keyboard. It was just such a nice phone. Like everybody cool had a sidekick. I did not have a sidekick. I was not cool. It was only by T-Mobile and we've always had Verizon. So sadly, I never got to experience the sidekick life, but I envied the people that did have it. It was very cool. I will not lie. So that was a very iconic phone, but I got the chocolate, which was the next best thing. And it was basically this phone that slid up in a way that was different than all of the other slide-up phones. I'm just now realizing how hard it is to describe these phones because they all slid up in some way or another, but they were really cool. If you want a visual, go do some Googling, look up all of the iconic phones from the early 2000s, and you will not regret it. I had a pink Motorola Razr phone at one point, which are so iconic. They're coming back right now as like a fashion accessory, which I think is so funny. Quite different getting a phone back then versus getting a phone now. Things have definitely changed so so much just in my 25 years here on the planet. I can't even imagine my parents' point of view on all of this because they grew up with barely any advanced technology and no Wi-Fi, no internet, no social media until well after high school. So they were pretty much full-blown adults in their 20s figuring out life with no technology. I mean, could you even imagine? I don't know what I would do without Google. And that's embarrassing to say, especially as someone who lived probably the first quarter of their life with no technology. I keep saying no technology. I mean, no, like, advanced technology, like what we have now and what will continue to progress from here. It is just absolutely wild to me, the difference. And I know we've only touched on like a few subjects, just kind of what I could come up with off the top of my head. But just seeing the difference is amazing. It's incredible. And just to think what is going to come from here and what's going to change is just insane. So I pulled up a little Reddit thread here since you guys know I'm into Reddit now. Go check out my first podcast episode where I finished the episode going on Reddit. Actually, was it the first episode? It might have been the second episode, but I went on Reddit and I read the Am I the Asshole thread, which was incredible. We will definitely do that again. Shout out to my sister Maddie for making me do that segment. It was so fun. But for today, we're going to revisit Reddit. I searched this thread that says, what's the most early 2000s thing ever? And I figured this could give us some ideas of what to touch on. So the first thing says, Britney 
Spears and Justin Timberlake at the VMAs in matching denim ensembles. You know the picture. Timberlake still had the ramen noodle hair. <laughs> oh my god. Britney Spears was such an icon. I had posters of her all over my room. I loved her so much. Justin Timberlake was another icon. I remember I had such a crush on him. I loved him. I loved NSYNC, which was his boy band he was in. I had an NSYNC lunchbox that I would carry with me everywhere. I mean, it was just, they were the moment. They were iconic. And I truly have that VMA look with the matching denim embedded in my brain. And if you're from that time period, I don't see how that picture is not engraved in your brain as well, especially the frosted tips ramen noodle hair that they're talking about. His hair was something. That's just how it was back then. MP3 players. I feel like that's late 90s, 2000. MP3 players, just little portable music players slash portable disc players, like a literal portable CD player that we would carry around with us. And if you would go over a bump in the car or if you would like, I don't know, walk too aggressively while holding the thing, it would skip. Someone said Lizzie McGuire fashion. Oh my God. So insane. Like all the colors of the rainbow on your body, bell-bottom jeans, high-platform flip-flop sandals, and someone said so many hair accessories. There were so many hair clips, so many things that we would put in our hair, I swear to God. Lime wire. Oh my gosh. If you guys do not know what lime wire is and if you've never heard of it, lime wire was a way to download music. So basically... Now we have Spotify, Apple Music. We have a lot of streaming services where you can instantly stream pretty much any song you'd like. But before that, we had iTunes or I don't really know how else people got music. Maybe Amazon, stuff like that. Like there was just ways you could purchase music. But for instance, the iTunes store was where I got my music most of the time. But now you got to think each song was $1.99 or like 99 cents, somewhere in there. And if you wanted to have a whole ass music library, that's $1.99 per song. And no one was trying to pay that back then. Fuck no. So what we did was we downloaded LimeWire, which was a software that you literally downloaded to your computer, and you would go in there and search any song that you could possibly imagine and then download it to your computer. But the only problem with LimeWire was we all got viruses from it. Like if you had LimeWire, you probably got at least a couple of viruses on your computer. Oh my God. I think I broke so many computers because of LimeWire. And I'd have to go get my dad and be like, dad, can you come help me wipe out the computer? Like there's a virus. And he'd be like, you better not have been downloading music again. And I'm like, I wasn't. <laughs> but really I was. And I felt so bad. But you know what? No one was trying to pay 99 cents per song. Apple, no, no one was doing that. Hit Clips. If you've never heard of Hit Clips, it was another sort of like portable MP3 thing, but it was a literal mini boombox. At least the one I had, they might've had like different style, like Hit Clips devices. I don't know what to even call it. There were these little tiny things that you could put inside the hit clip. Like they kind of looked like SD cards. I think it was just single songs. I don't think there was like multiple songs on it. But like, for instance, I had a Britney Spears hit clip that I would stick in my little mini boombox and it would play the song. It was just the weirdest thing. You got to Google it. I'm telling you guys, you got to get a visual on this. And something else that I didn't see on here, but that just came up in my head are Tamagotchis. And I think these are still a thing because I'm pretty sure I saw them in Target recently. But a Tamagotchi was basically this little tiny device that you could put on your keychain, like it was that small. And it had a few buttons on it, like I think literally just two or three buttons on the front and a little tiny screen. And a Tamagotchi was basically a little electronic pet that you could take around with you. 
it was crazy. Like you kept it on your keychain. You would have to remember to go on there every single day and play with it and feed it and like give it water. I don't know. Like you used to have to take care of it. Otherwise it would die. I mean, I don't know if it legitimately said like it was dead, but it would just disappear and then you'd have to start over and get a new one. But it was the craziest thing ever and it totally got me ready for having a pet. PlayStation 2. Ugh, all you gamers that are on all the new consoles, there was nothing like playing PS2. GTA on PS2 was iconic. I just remember playing until the wee hours of the morning. MTV, that's another thing. MTV, the channel, literally used to just be music videos playing, like, all day long which is insane that now it's not because I used to love turning on MTV, having music on in the background, seeing new music videos. And that was another thing that was so different was music videos and just music in general. Music videos were huge. Like I remember I would wait up for new music videos to come out and I loved seeing them. Like I would watch them like TV or like movies. I would legit watch music videos all day long. And I remember when Lady Gaga came out, she just like changed the game. Her music videos were iconic. They got the conversation started. Like she just, she knew what she was doing when she came in. But yeah, a lot has changed. There is so much that is different today from 10 years ago. It's just wild to me. And I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit today and kind of reminisce on how it was for me growing up. I would love to hear your thoughts on all that I had to say about my childhood. I'd love to hear about what it was like for you growing up. So make sure you guys are following me on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at Am's Unfiltered Podcast or at Amber J. Greaves. Make sure you're following me so you don't miss a single podcast episode. And also I tend to get your guys' input for episodes over there. So just make sure you're following me. You don't want to miss a single thing. I think that is it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are almost done with season one here of Am's Unfiltered. And then we're going to be moving on to season two. I'm going to be having so many guests in the new season. I want to bring on some new people, some new perspectives. I really want to have some fun conversations with people that I really look up to and admire and want on my podcast. Make sure you guys are following this podcast anywhere that you stream podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you guys in the next one. Bye.